Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm Bo Nellis and this is episode 57 where we're going to nail down genotypes and phenotypes. But first, stoner moments, the opening section. I'm going to keep it short this week because I'm getting this podcast out very late, way later than even any other time I've talked about late before. It's just been one of those days, you know what I mean? One of those days where you got rent to pay. So uh, just narrowing it down in the potency episode, I said, I mentioned something that uh, the number of grams of concentrate that were allowed under AMA had changed, but I was looking at the qualifications for minors and people under 21 uh, in the punishment list when I let that go. And if you didn't listen to the Prop 64 episode, you weren't going to get that. So I just really wanted to clarify it. All right. But that's all I got for now because we're going to move straight on because people have been waiting and uh, I don't want to thank you so much for your patience as your excitement. You're looking forward to it. It does not go unappreciated. So let's get to talking. Uh, I don't know what you're smoking on, but today I got some incredible train wreck shatter. It is so like, it's like got this like cherry taste to it, this fruity taste. It's with like a cheesy just undertaste. It's so good. So, so yummy. And I've got some golden pineapple in my bong that I toked on right before I started this. Uh, this might be take three. It's like I said, it's been one of those days already. I know I have to like get this done and recorded and edited and then get it out and hope that it's still Thursday like it's supposed to be. But take three. Okay, this week we're going to have a little grow talk, which is definitely something that is not forte being someone who has never had any success in growing indoors or outdoors or otherwise specifically with cannabis, but in most other plant life as well that I ventured into. I just don't have, right now, I definitely don't have a good setup for growing indoors or outdoors. And in other times in my life, pretty much the same thing. I definitely never had the money to throw at an indoor setup. It's just crazy expensive, especially if you had to make sure that you had all the the fans and the... uh, the carbon filters to cover the smell. There was no way I was going to be able to afford that. So growing, not my forte. Luckily, I, right after I prepared this outline, I was looking for some new podcasts to listen to about cannabis. And I found an amazing podcast about growing. I learned so much in just one episode, but I'm going to talk about that in the safety meeting. Now we're going to talk about genotypes and phenotypes. This is a really great example of the nature versus nurture argument, and cannabis is a much more applicable and clearer to understand example than humans are. Certainly, genotype refers to a map of the possibilities. You know, it's genes, it's genome makeup, basically. All the things that could potentially present in a breeding project of that plant. All of the possibilities, whether it's likely to be indica or sativa or a hybrid. And then of course, for a hybrid, you're just going to have, you just exponentially increase the variance of 
potential characteristics. Now, when those potential characteristics decide to show, whether it be in the seed or in the flower, that is referred to as its phenotype. That's the nurture response. Genotype, nature. Phenotype, nurture. Now, pheno means showing. So literally what you're saying is the type that shows. And what that means is out of all those possibilities, the ones that actually produced in the plant, whether it has a nice skunky smell to it, whether it has a high CBD content, whether or not it's likely to produce uh, a purple color, even if you don't trick it with uh, a colder room temperature, um, but not just the, the characteristics that are contained within the seed. Because if you do a breeding project of several different plants, you can have a wide variety of characteristics that pop up from seed. So what you would do is you would pick your favorite, and that would be the phenotype. All the different variations that grow, are grown from seed are the different phenotypes. And some will look like twinsies, and some will look like the cousins that you don't talk about. But that's not the only way that phenotype is affected. When you're growing your plant, its environment can be a really big influencer of the final product. And doing something like moving your garden just a few feet can have a really big influence. Changing your lights just a little bit, moving the location of your air conditioner can have these things can be huge influences on the overall product of your garden. And this is one of the reasons why when you get Blue Dream, every time you had Blue Dream, it's looked a little bit different and it's tasted a little bit different. And the effects are kind of pretty close to the same. You could definitely, you know, you could definitely like Venn diagram it together. And yeah, Blue Dream would definitely kind of cluster there. But... If you grow indoors, it's going to be different than if you grow it outdoors. If you grow it in Colorado, it's going to be different than if you were to grow it in South Africa. These things have really big influences. And while you can control the environment to a certain degree, especially when you get it indoors, not to say that there aren't ways to control it in outdoor breeding experiments too, or outdoor grows, because obviously people are dialing in that shit. That's the part that, again, I don't understand because I don't do it. But I think we all know a lot of people and or have tried to just grow weed because you hear that it grows like weed. The problem is you're not out there sampling every other dandelion and trying to tell them apart but with weed you are. Now, one of the things about phenotypes when you're doing your breeding is trying to really stabilize its genetics. And that's one of the things that, that makes uh, domesticated cannabis different from what are known as land-race strains. And going back to the potency thing, a lot of snobs and cannabis experts, connoisseurs, really hold up land race strains as being superior, as being more potent than a lot of the domesticated hybridizations that go on. 
but I don't think I've ever really defined land race drains. If I do, I don't remember, so let's go over it. A land race drain is a wild, genetically stabilized, and homogenized grow. So if you were to just happen upon a cannabis field out in the middle of nowhere that was totally wild, but that had a consistency to it, that would be a land race strain. These are cannabis plants that have acclimated to a particular climate through their naturally selective mutations. And however they got there is more than likely through a natural dispersion process. Uh, if humans were involved, it was ignorantly. This is without direct human interference. A land race strain is hard to come by, um, but it isn't completely gone, especially once people started working with the breeding of the cannabis and started to understand the genetics of it, even before they really had all that information, they knew that there was something to these particular geographically identified strains and their genetics. And they wanted to keep them. But technically, you can have a land race cannabis strain anywhere that you can actually let wild cannabis grow on its own. So we could have North American land race strains if we had legalization and enough cannabis abundance that they would be left alone. Uh, but currently, Southeast Asia, uh, upper parts of Asia, uh, the South Africa, certain parts of Latin and South America, those are more well-known places for their land race strains. That's where you're getting your Durban poison, your Hindu Kush, your Thai sticks. Oh, uh, Maui Waui out of Hawaii. I believe Maui Waui is a land race strain. And those strains acclimate to the environments around them. Maui Waui, it has a very kind of island time feel to it. It puts you in island time. I love it. Hindu Kush, which um, those Indicas, is, I believe they, be they feel that that is where cannabis originated in that area. And they tend to have a good mix of CBD and THC. Whereas as the cannabis, however, it migrated into the lower parts of Asia, into the Indian Ocean area, uh, it became less with the CBD and more with the THC. And that might have been the plant's way to acclimate to the different elevations and the different types of sunlight it was getting, as well as the different plants that it was now surrounded by and the different insects. All of those things went to selectively favor mutations within the cannabis plant that gave it a different genotype that could be expressed in several different phenotypes. And then we took those wild strains and we said, you know what, we are going to breed these together and try and pull from them the different characteristics that we like in each one. Because having a fun time salad back then was way fucking harder. You couldn't just take your Hindu Kush and mix it in with your Durban poison and get it the best of both worlds that way. You wanted one plant that you could carry around with you because who knew how long those two guys were going to be around for, right? And so that leads to your domestic. And domestic cannabis is anything from hemp 
to hybrids. It's any any kind of cultivated cannabis. If we touched it and we're making it for ourselves, it's domesticated. Now, a lot of snobs will say that land-race strains are superior and they prefer them. They'll say that they are more potent and uh, and they do have a lot of credibility to back up certain things like that. I just as one who tends to go more organic based and and favor that kind of agrarian theory, you know, I do believe that when a plant gets to select its own genetics, it tends to do a better job of it in stabilizing itself than we do when we really get in there and play around with it. But does that mean that I would prefer a Hindu Kush over many different bastardized hybridizations of a Durban poison? Highly unlikely. And and I might prefer a GDP over a Hindu Kush still just because it jives with my particular bioindividuality better. Biochemical individuality better. Which was a more elaborate version of that word that I heard. All right, you guys. Well, that's going to wrap up that. I will definitely have some links on the blog and I'll try and get them up sooner than later. I know that I've been a little uh, not as tight on my game. If you've been trying to follow the links, you might have had to come back a couple days later. I did get them up, though. Uh, those juicy days and the, the potluck dinner, I totally lagged on it, but they are up if you looked for them, but didn't find them, go back. They're there now. And if there's something that you were looking for that I haven't gotten to, you can always find me on the socials. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on Twitter. You can either friend me, Bo Nellis, on Facebook, or you can find the Spliff Podcast uh, in all of those places. Or just shoot me an email. You can even call me, 209-867-7543. It's 209-86-SPLIFF. Uh, let's see, you can leave a comment on the blog. You could leave a contribution in the Patreon. I'm just saying that might help me get this out a little bit sooner. But even if not, tell a friend. Tell a friend. What was I talking about again? I am rambling. I'm tired. It's late. And I'm going to have to edit this and post it. So let safety. I got a bong full of golden pineapple, and it's a little late to be smoking some sativa, so I think I'm going to follow it up with some GDP. I've already packed this bong low now, so I might as well just smoke it, and then I'll grab some GDP, and I'll tell you all about that podcast. I am definitely grateful for the golden pineapple today. It was stressful, but I kept my head on straight. It was one of those days where nothing really went quite as planned, but nothing really went wrong. You just really had to be very open and fluid to go with the day, and everything got done, so I'm really happy. Everything just kind of fell behind. But the golden pineapple really helped me be way less stressed about it. It's delicious. It is a little bit older, so I've lost a little bit of that 
minty overtone that comes with it when it's super fresh. Uh, and it gets a little bit more citrus. Uh, maybe, yeah, a good sweet citrus is a great way to say it. But it still maintains that clear head. All right, a clear head I am totally going to eviscerate with some GDP right now. This GDP is so purple, too. It is crazy purple. The purple where the trikes are all purple in it. I'm sure if you were to extract it, the extraction would end up purple. There's so much purple in the trikes. I took a hit of this uh, when I first got some, and I took it during the day just to try it out. I had to, I had to try it out though because it was just it smells. It has this great sweet grape flavor to it, and it's just so purple. It's it looks like candy. Um, and about five minutes later, I realized uh, after two hits that I hadn't hit a wall. But I was definitely leaning against it. I was definitely leaning against it. My shoulders had relaxed and just full body relaxation. And I've been enjoying it to help me go to sleep ever since. I've I've gotten a little bit of a tolerance to it. It doesn't put me out quite the same way it did when I first got it, unfortunately. That's one of my, my hardest tolerances to keep is for sleep. Uh, but it's still super tasty and still very, very relaxing. Cheers. I don't get to take very many nightcaps with you. So this, this has kind of been a nice change up. I mean, sure, maybe if I recorded it earlier and an earlier day, I could still have a nightcap with you, but it's just been one of those days, guys. What can I say? Go with the flow. Go with the flow. All right. Speaking of going with the flow and iry and good vibes, let me tell you about this podcast that I found. It's called Grow From Your Heart. It's in iTunes, and I think they've got their own webpage as well. If you Google grow from your heart, it'll definitely be there, but I will have links on the blog as well. I can't even begin to tell you how good this podcast is though. The sound is phenomenal. The guy who hosts it is just full of information, great personality, um, big time dabber as well. And I just, it blew my mind how much I learned in that very first episode I'm sure some of you are probably already listening to it, but if you're not and you enjoy my podcast, I'm pretty sure that even if you don't grow, like I don't grow, but just really want to know more about weed, and, and in case you hate, maybe one day you get to grow, check out Grow From Your Heart. It could not be any better. Great reggae tunes as well. I'm not like the biggest reggae person. I actually hated reggae until I started smoking weed. I really did not have the right energy going on at all to appreciate reggae. It's kind of embarrassing looking back on it now, but I do appreciate it. And he has got some super killer jams on there every single time. And if you don't like the reggae, he pretty much keeps them for the end. So, you know, you can just turn it off. All right. 
Grow from your heart. Check it out. It's really good. And you can just learn so much about cannabis and why your stash varies. Really understand what goes into producing all these different genotypes and phenotypes. This guy is a super crazy, passionate breeder. And yeah, I've listened to like three or four episodes now. Each one is great. I kind of personally like the ones where he's by himself more than the ones where he has other people on, but hands down, quality podcast all the way. Go learn something. Oh, man. Okay, so that GDP just hit me. Woo! Where's that wall? Oh, there's that wall. There's there's that wall. You know what? I need to go find my couch. I think that's where I need to be leaning against. This indica has got me in the couch. And I know you want to see this purple too. So I'll take a quick pic and post it to the Instagram before I smoke the last of it. Because I'm about to smoke the last of it. I think I'm going to roll it up in a joint. No, that's too much. I'm already too stoned for that. I'm just going to smoke bong loads of it. All right, you guys. Oh, God, I got to edit this. Oh, jeez. No couch for me. Okay, you guys. I have to go. Thanks for spliffing it, but ciao for now.